This is Channel 253 Sports. Where Hanwala Buana plays as that kind of technical ball at his feet, mm-hmm. dribbles into space, Shannon Hopia is just going to blast by you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not that he's faster. He's just more intent on getting to that space. And that's yep. what Lamar did so well. He's going to do it like, in less touches. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to drive in on goal. Mm-hmm. And if you get the ball to him at the right time, he's going to score. And he's going to poach, and he's going to score. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B Team. Hey everybody, this is Steve and you are listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In studio today, we have the gorgeous, the ineffable, the not even bald anymore. He's grown some hair. He's got some he's got some beard whiskers going. I'm Tim just, Hamilton, I'm just how you doing, buddy? This so that I can tape it up on top. And, <laughs> those hard to like reach the places. ultimate comb over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually right that'd, that'd be an amazing comb over. You start with the beard and just brush it up and over. <laughs> oh god, wouldn't it? No. That would be good. Be the like, Gandalf. Like the the <laughs> Gandalf. And that beautiful voice, ladies and gentlemen. Say it again. I'm Dave Clark with Tacoma Defiance. Oh. Here. It's so good to on have the you. Flounders B team. Dave Clark, formerly of Sounder at Heart, um with Tacoma Defiance and uh, are you are you writing for Rainier's Land as well? I do a little bit. Okay. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter. Please do. This how, week at Cheney Stadium. Just cover all bases. Uh, how many hats are you wearing right now? What do you represent? And then uh, we what can do you put represent? them in the show notes. My my hat is really heavy uh, with Defiance. Like that's that's where my emphasis is. I do a lot of uh, culture of the community um, in Tacoma and 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 the South Sound, which uh, is part of kind of the defiance writing but it's really applicable to if you love tacoma you'll hopefully love what i what i write like as an example right now i'm i'm writing about professional wrestler and destiny city comics owner ethan hd <laughs> uh you know you might have heard that he had bought love that guy. destiny city mm-hmm. uh, uh driscoll wrote about him but i'm doing a, like a feature about um kind of fandom and and how his two worlds are, are really an exploration of how fandom has changed because mm-hmm. in the 80s and the 90s people like him and I would have had to hide our passions for in his case comic books and wrestling weren't mainstream right and now comic books and wrestling are mainstream once you got to 12 or you 13 know. years old you kind of yeah had to hide it in your bedroom yeah you know, and, and, and and me with the, like the same thing soccer in the 80s and 90s you had to hide no, that not huge yeah 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 no you have to find somebody with one of them like 30 foot satellite dishes and they can get this <laughs> they can get the station well, from... it wasn't even like finding the soccer it was like if you talked about soccer it was like you were like ostracized and a communist you know and, up until and... about six months ago in kjr you could still find those people <laughs> uh, heck even when i interned at, like i interned at kjr that was my first sports gig was was there at Sports Radio KJR? How long ago was that? Ninety nine to oh one. I was. Uh, I worked with uh, Lockdown Sports, uh, John Clayton, Clayton on Saturdays or whatever the John Clayton mm-hmm. show. Uh, six weeks I filled in with Mitch Levy uh, when he was between producers when he was in the fire producer every six months phase. <laughs> um, 
Sonics Broadcasting Network, Storm mm-hmm. Storm Broadcasts. I was uh, both of those. I uh, was the primary producer for baseball's best post game show in two thousand one. So that was a good year. Yeah, that was a, was a lot a of fun. Um, when I was an intern, I actually covered the A League Sounders, and they did absolutely nothing with the sound that I collected. Mm. But it was a you like it, so go, and we won't do anything with it. But you can practice <laughs> like sports stuff. Yeah. yeah, okay. So it was fun, but. You know, so I talked to Ethan about stuff like that. I got over an hour with him. And so it's really about how, like, he's 195, 200, but he's 5'8. And his 195 to 200 is, like, mighty. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm 5'6 and I'm probably 195 to 200. And uh, the two of us look nothing alike. Sure. You know? um, so, yeah, I do stuff like that. I interviewed uh, Dr. Harold Moss oh, as right. well. Uh, got an hour with him last year, and that's a 1,200-word essay um, on just who he is and, and how he inspired people. Uh, so I do stuff like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to – here's here's a secret. I'm going to ride along on a uh, Foss Maritime tugboat. You're going to ride along on a Foss Maritime tugboat. To what end, my friend? To help tell the story about like the port, because let's be honest, without the port and the railroad, Tacoma doesn't exist. So is that just a a personal project, Uh, Uh, or is that connected with uh, the captain reached out to me? So it's a Tacoma culture story. We're gonna get a couple of us on and and experience the tugboat and and talk about the captain. She's a uh, a female captain on a on a rather large tug. Just got promoted. Wow. Uh, Her family is a, a family of tugboat people from up in up in alaska so we talk about why tacoma mm-hmm. that's a, a big emphasis for us because uh i, I honestly i think it's a, it's a way for casey to get me to fall in love with the city that's <laughs> why he's, he asked me to do the, these kinds of stories but also just to to talk about like what makes tacoma awesome like uh, the peterson brothers 11 11 the valley talk to them um sure Got a, I got a whole list of, of targets for those kinds of culture stories. Well, that's amazing. That's right up our alley. What we'd like to talk with you about on this show today is a little bit of your background, your role, what you're doing with Tacoma Defiance, uh, what your mission is there, and how that interleaves with Tacoma culture. Uh, we absolutely love to hear any insights you have on what's going on with the boys down there. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I still do all the soccer stuff, too. <laughs> exactly. like the, the soccer stuff is, is, is the primary. Yeah. And then... Uh, the culture stuff is on top of that. And then I dip into Rainier's as a guy who used to do, do baseball's post-game show. Yeah. I love And then love uh, what is it going to take you to get to to move down here in Tacoma so we can have you as a regular, uh, regular, regular, you know, real live taco man uh, <laughs> sitting, out, sitting down here in Tacoma and living the full experience and not just commuting from... Uh, you know, location. Well, I'm very public. I, I live in East Renton and oh, it's, oh. A, it's a decent commute. Yeah. Um, post-game though, it's... Uh, I live 31 miles. So the good news is the mm-hmm. stadium and my house are not very far off the freeway. So sure. that 31 miles I've done in 33 minutes without yes. speeding. Oh, that's oh. nice. That's very nice. After the games. You ever, the, yeah, you're, after the games. The certainly. reverse commute, yeah. though, right? In the mornings, so, it's yeah. like 45 yeah, that's minutes. Not bad. Not, the best, yeah, in the yeah. mornings, you're heading south, and, and the majority of uh, uh, hell seekers are going north. Mm-hmm. So East Renton, that's like Renton Highlands, right? Uh, yeah, I'm down on okay. the Maple Valley Highway. Okay. Um, today... 
Google Maps said, take Highway 18 because there's an accident. <laughs> so I do that like every three or four weeks, but yeah. normally it's just four or five, five, sixteen. I work in uh, I work in Factoria when I go in, and uh, that's usually an hour, a half, hour, hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes uh, north every mm-hmm. day. And then uh, anywhere from hour 45 to two hours or longer coming back, especially on a Friday. So I try to work from this here basement as much as I can. No, but it's funny. We are sitting down here for the uh-huh. sole purpose of entertaining people when they're mm-hmm. in their miserable commute. It's beautiful. That's, it's beautiful. That's I get to use that time and recapture it. I mean, it's better than listening to Katy Perry. And I mean, I guess well, you could... You could uh, you could take, you could take, you could do your your uh, your, your dashboard Cheers. university and just, just learn a, a, a language with Rosetta Stone on there. But yeah. why not listen to some people talk soccer? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Dave Clark, thank you for coming on uh, uh, after a long work day and uh, and spending some time with us. We've been talking about this for quite a long time. Uh, I'm trying to remember the first time I actually met you, Dave Clark, um, in person, where you knew like. That I was a, another human being. I mean, you always probably had a like human beings. I want to say at one of the yacht cons. Okay. Before, like maybe two. Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds about right. That was the one uh, down in Queen Anne, right? Uh, Where I... they had the because um, yacht con one was at uh, at full pole. Yo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then yacht con two would have been the one in Queen Anne. Queen Anne Beer Hall. Yeah, and. Uh, I think that's around the time I met this guy, and then right we were, after, right yeah. after, and we were trying to figure out how we were going to launch this darn we thing. We weren't so even sitting to... at the same table. That we time. weren't. We I mean, weren't. I don't know if I want to sit. I was next like, to "Hey, you. I know that guy. I, I don't know if he likes me yet." Yeah, because it was before there was a soccer team in Tacoma or anything. Tacoma. Yeah. Well, let's uh, <laughs> yeah, let's back it up. We started talking about uh, uh, Dave's background a little bit, and what. How? When did you decide that you wanted to get into into news and journalism and and broadcasting? Is that your background uh, in in uh, going to school or anything like that? The not sports journalism dream mm-hmm. started while I was in the army. Okay. Basically, as soon as I decided that no, I didn't want to work for the federal government anymore, <laughs> but it was a cool like it would have been a cool way to be involved. I was an Arabic linguist in the U.S. Army. Okay. New a lot of stuff about the Middle East but at that point, And I was like, yeah, I'll do this. But got out of the army, signed up for classes. No, none of the writing journalism courses were available. So I took an intro to broadcasting and I love sports. There's an opportunity at KJR. I interned there. And then all of a sudden I was there and I was off and running. Like my, my work ethic at the time was really strong. Nice. Unlike um, today where you, where I'm old. <laughs> And I don't work 40 hours a week, also intern, and also go to school full-time. Right. Uh, when you're young, you've got the energy dumb. to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, things went really well when I was at, at KJR. That, uh, we we talked, I think, off the air? Yeah, whatever. Uh, 99 to 01, I was at KJR, and I had a lot of fun there. Um, the guys that I worked with that are still there are Dick Fane and Softy, Softy Mahler. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gas knew me. I got that and I just kind of ran with it and took opportunities as they came. Um, my current wife, but when we were just uh, hanging out a lot and dating for a couple of years, had a, a great work opportunity in Arizona. And uh, I decided to follow her there. And so I left sports and I told her huh. in kind of a half joking, half serious manner, I'm not going to get back into sports unless uh, Seattle gets an MLS team. Oh, right on. And then... 
You kind of had to at that Those point. Those rumors started about <laughs> Sounders joining Major League Soccer. And uh, a good friend of mine, Jason Churchill, prospect insider, said, you need to blog because I've been begging you to blog about baseball for years. And you have you know your you know your stuff. So I blogged about soccer, and that's basically how Sound at Heart started. Um, you you set up a, a media franchise up here that that is is second to none in the country on that SB Nation platform, right? Um, you you you're, you're setting the bar. And I mean, I don't know that the, the goal. Just take a fucking well, that, that might not, Dave. Like that the, might not be the goal, the, but the, it's the goal wasn't you... like put the TNT and the Seattle Times and Seattle PI and, and no, not have no, them no, no. have beat reporters anymore. Oh, I, well, they're not a business. <laughs> but um, but uh, Dave Clark's spilling the tea, though. No, <laughs> like, I put in a lot of effort because I there was stuff I wanted to read and it wasn't out there. So mm-hmm. that meant that I had to write it. Yep. And uh, I, I found people who were more capable of writing specific topics than me. And when we joined forces, things got to be really good. Yeah. And I'm really proud of what Jeremiah and Mark are doing there mm-hmm. now. Uh, they've got some great people. Uh, Steve Vogt is also really empowered over there for the right of Valkyrie's side, uh, covering what Rain FC mm-hmm. are doing. Um, Susie worked with me on that. And then oh, yeah. uh, Sidereal was the other one. He doesn't go by a real name on the on the website. No, sure. So, uh, you know, we did, we did a lot of great things there from breaking – news um rumors analysis funky little metaphors and uh you know i did i I was probably the most flexible writer there doing a little bit of rumors a little bit of news a little Mm -hmm. bit of features and obviously most heavily into the metaphor and analogy and i think that (laughs) that that was part of what i really enjoyed was to be able to write that kind of free form funky stuff whether it goes all the way back to the siggy's game story which was in 2009 before sb nation um D &D references i think that was the campaign of 2014 (laughs) where i did the 12 most used players as if they were D &D characters people are asking for an update because it's been five years and and that game is a lot more popular now than it was five years ago oh yeah so those those kinds of things are what i love um you know, and and working with that group was amazing. Uh, but I always had a second, I always had a, a first job, you know, that that paid the bills. And uh, Sounder Art was there because of my passion and my dedication. But I mean, I think I was probably averaging twenty five plus hours a week for for at least for the past five years of the of the ten and a half that I spent there. And it grew. I mean, it grew. I've, I'm. I had 31 page views the uh, first ever month. Thir- 31 page views. 31 page views for my first month. How many of them were yours? <laughs> they, they filtered They filtered all the ones from my own home out. Uh, like, downloads, but, downloads. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if I do it from my laptop, if I do it from the tablet in my kid's room, then we can multiply our, our reach by five and, Yeah. And then we had a bunch that were... We had we had many many months that were topped a million, and the the social media empire has, has or environment has changed a lot mm-hmm. since yeah. then. But it, it's really great to know that people have taken over for, for it after I left because mm-hmm. there were a lot there were a few times where I was finalist for gigs that w- would require me to leave, mm-hmm. and I don't know that w- that place was as, as strong as it is now, um, and like Mickey Turner. Yeah. Know, has been a great addition. I don't them. even know how he has a day job. 
He's a lawyer, so that that makes <laughs> it, it helps. <laughs> yeah. Is he is he hitting the espionation with some billable hours? Uh, it, it, not us. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe so. I, he started uh, a week before I left. I had been recruiting him for like two months. Oh, right on. <laughs> um, right on. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. Like the the legacy, like whether it's Graham Macri, uh, his first soccer writing was at, at Sounder at Heart. Uh, Brian Floyd, who you might know from Coog Center mm-hmm. or Banner Society, Graham is uh, an SB Nation like back end designer now, but has been the SB Nation soccer guy in the past. Jeremiah, obviously full time. Uh, Kirsten Schleiwitz, uh did some stuff with Fox. Um, who else do we have? Uh, oh, Spencer. I uh, can't remember Spencer's last name. Don't hate me, man. Uh, works for Washington. <laughs> he, won't listen. he works for Washington Youth Soccer now okay. as their social and content guy. Right on. So, th- like, the whole list. Heck, Andrew Harvey, who mm-hmm. is my compatriot in the Tacoma Defiance broadcast booth, and he does all the writing for Rain FC. He is a former Sounder Heart guy as well. So, like, we put people all kinds of places, and. Uh, it was really cool last April to finally be like, well, now we put me someplace rather yeah, than me. And now you have you have uh, now yeah. there's there's no Sadietis, and then what Yachtcon Five is like right around the corner. Yeah, I'm really uh, I'm really stoked that? for that. Um, <laughs> You're gonna get dressed up in uh, is it homecoming? Is, it, is that the plan? Homecoming, yeah. yeah, I will not get dressed up in, in homecoming <laughs> unless that Jeremiah makes that a requirement. But uh, I'll be shirtless like Chippendales. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it grew from this kind of once in a while thing to this you know beyond a hobby like much beyond a hobby so this is a long distance relationship no 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 (laughs) we we got married in the intervening years we've been together for well over a decade um so you're saying you brought her back and you've got some dogs and you got some horses i got i got a little dog he's not little he's 80 pounds he's a red lab uh she rescued two horses i help her out with them two days a week um. Yeah, those are those are our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So excellent. That's some life of Dave stuff there. That's life beautiful, of Dave. Life of Dave. So, um, transitioning from all of the work, all of the hard work that you did uh, with Sounder at Heart, and talking about getting your actual dream job. What, can you tell us a little bit about that journey and 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 how you ended up? where you are today and, and what you're doing. I think like all things Tacoma, it starts with Casey Catherwood. <laughs> um, no, he had it reached, don't hurt. He, he reached out to me in, in 2018 when S2 moved down and said, we want you on the broadcast. And he and I had a few conversations about that. Cause I was like, by the way, I was a producer. I, I was not on the air and he, he talked me into it. And I think it was gas that, that, finally said Dave you should say yes and I'm like why is that and he goes the worst thing can do is fire you right and then you're exactly where you were yeah yeah and he goes I know you well enough to know that you have no pride so (laughs) (laughs) um so I said yes uh we've developed a lot uh me and Andrew Harvey have worked hard on that broadcast James Riley is our off-time uh partner over the last two years and I think we do some fun stuff I try to give some experience Experience. I know a lot of the academy kids as mm-hmm. they're going through the system have studied the the, the Sounders Academy s- since it launched. Like I was at Yedlin versus Crossfire oh uh, in mm. 2010. In like Tumwater, right? Uh, no, because oh. that would have been... Oh, Crossfire, Crossfire. Crossfire yeah, would have yeah. been... Uh, they weren't at 40 Acres. They were at a Redmond High School yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
um, you know, I watched them play under Darren Swatsky. I, I saw them develop under um, Mark Nichols and Coach Little before he got this job. So I paid a lot of attention to the academy. That was part of it. Um, they like my nerd references. Um, <laughs> I probably need to be more free with those. Uh, probably let's have should. some fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I... Uh, it started there. So, Mark, uh, a little segue uh, or interruption. Mark Nichols just got a gig for Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Uh, he is Charlotte, where he is essentially their number two in their talent evaluation team. So, uh, similar, um, not quite similar in stature to Chris Henderson, but the same role. Like he'll work his way through that. Okay. Uh, both both uh, Nichols and Coach Little, uh, Tacoma Defiance Coach Little, are very experienced in in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in the same organization in the uh, in the Carolinas for a while for a youth club, like a massive youth club down there. So he's gonna he's gonna take a little more than just uh, the youth realm under his belt, is my understanding. So yeah, I covered all of that, and then during uh, you know after the rebrand, they had a, a position open, and I think it was advertised something like, "Do you like to drink beer and write about soccer? Do you like to yes. sit?" you know, see sports and think of funky analogies. And I'm like, yes, does the Pope poop in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) And so it took a little while, but, uh, I started there and, uh, last year I was the, uh, soccer content creator for Tacoma defiance and the social media person for rain FC. Um, is that written content only, or is there, are you doing some of the writing for the wacky bits that he and Weigel are doing, um, uh, in the off season with the Beatles and whatnot? The, uh, things soccer related, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely have an impact on and we're, we're kind of working through, you know, how to, how to fit me in. I've got more time now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not with rain FC now because, uh, Olympically that's only... changed a yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, but so so I'm focusing a little more on soccer. I'm helping out with the social media there um, and those people talking experience, um, helping with uh, design concepts and themes and, and, and that kind of stuff. But it, it's been great to be part of that organization. Uh, there are a group of people that absolutely love Tacoma mm-hmm. in ways that I didn't know sports teams could love their local community. And we just had a thing at the uh, Tacoma Home and Garden Show to raise money for a no-kill shelter uh, down in the area. Uh, we dressed up a a, a doghouse, basically, in Tacoma Defiance. Oh, cool. And uh, ours was the one that raised more money than anybody else's that participated in that. They had, the home show had, I think, 10 different doghouses done up and, and whatnot, and Ours raised the most for the shelter, and so that was kind of cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, was cool Is that to be the part Tacoma of. Humane Society? It wasn't the Humane Society. Okay. It was a, a, a different one. You can find the that on uh, <clears throat> Tacoma Defiance's uh, Twitter or Instagram accounts. Has the the cool. full information cool. on on that. But it was a, it was a good opportunity to see our uh, designers and artists get together. Uh, my my big thing on that was I helped paint it. Um, because I had a little bit of bandwidth, so somebody needed to paint a bunch of stuff black. Hi, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, We Art Tacoma. And I've been a member of TAPCO Credit Union since I was a kid, really. My parents set up a savings account for me, and I've had that account with them ever since. In fact, my first credit card wasn't from a big bank, it was from TAPCO, and I still have that too. What I appreciate about TAPCO is they are intensely local. 
Just like Channel 253, TAPCO keeps its focus on Tacoma and Pierce County. They have easy-to-reach branches and ATMs in the Tacoma area, and when I don't want to drive, I just use their online or mobile banking. To this day, TAPCO helps parents teach kids good savings habits. The Moolah Kids Club teaches kids about savings not only through interest on their money, but with special prizes and discounts at local attractions. So if you want to help your kids start a savings account the same way my parents did, check out our local credit union at tapcocu.org. My thanks to TAPCO for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. What do you got, brother? I'm just taking it in. Um, <laughs> so you got the call. You, uh, you, you stepped up to the challenge. And now you're part of Tacoma Defiance. Um, so what are you drinking right there, buddy? What I've got today is the proper 12. It's an Irish whiskey. I went for sipping on that as yeah. the, the choice this evening. Um, Conor McGregor's mm. whiskey. It is. We uh, we actually had it featured on the show last year, and and it's back for another visit. Yeah, I found another bottle. It's, yeah, it's uh, actually better. That I like it better than it than than it was last year. Something's changed with it, I think. Yeah, we've uh, we've started to be a little bit of a whiskey drinker. My wife, for some mm. reason, um, really likes old fashions now. Oh well, um, because they're delicious. Well, yes, but it was a surprise to me. So that's wonderful. Yeah, we've been experimenting. We've got a, a couple funky bitters at our place mm. too. Uh, our local Safeway was offloading this brand of bitters at fifty percent off. <sighs> so we have a rhubarb bitters. Huh. Ooh, and then the other one that I got was a whiskey barrel aged bitters, mm. which is funny because you add it to anything, and all of a sudden. You're, You're drinking, drinking whiskey because <laughs> like it's so str- yeah, like yeah. it's so potent. Like you, two drops of that. Like I'm like okay, so maybe I don't want a this absolute uh, taste like whiskey. <laughs> maybe I don't want a hot like maybe I don't want like alcohol, but I want a hot toddy. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's so, not a bad idea. Like, two drops of that, yeah. It's, oh, I should get it's some of bitter, that. So it'll have like that's yeah. gonna be yeah. cola or Pepsi. Like they're just gonna hey, mm. they've been listening this whole yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, Tim was kind enough to, to share some things that he found. Thank so, you. Um, it was good to sip on. I am. Uh, uh, Tim also brought the uh, the Sousa Hornitos Black Barrel, which is a deep uh, deep añejo uh, that is it's it's nice and barrel aged and it's smoky and it smells amazing and it's a good sipper. Um, it, it's not a tequila tequila. It's a, it's a, it's a drink of man's tequila. Yeah. It's a sipper. Yeah. Uh, basically an age, aged anejo, and then they finish it for like another eight months and oh, or six months. In it's, whiskey it's just gorgeous. It's that one. When you're at the liquor store looking mm-hmm. at the shelves and you see like the Hornitos right there and, and kind of the mainstream shelves look up yep. and then look up again. And mm-hmm. that's probably where you're going to find yeah. this one because it's, it's, it's got some, it's in the $45 range. No, I don't, I, I'd say a little cheaper. I, I found, I mean, it, well, if, it, it, good chance if you're going to see it at the store, it might just be in line with the, all the other Hornitos. Okay, it's in the same bottle, but this one's jet black. Then it'll either be far right or far left, depending yeah. on their layout. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's like if, if you if you're ordering booze at the bar, I think the the number one spot to be is on the left hand side because mm-hmm. you know uh, Americans read left to right. If you're you know looking at beer in a in a Seven Eleven cooler door, then you want to be right on the handle. You know, basically eye level. That's that's the the marketing. Yeah, that's where you, as a as a beer seller, where you wanted to be for for your six packs yeah. and whatnot. What about tap handles? Tap handles, the good place should arrange their tap handles by um, basically by mouthfeel or potency. Okay. So you're going to work your you know your PBR, Kurz Light, Rainier, like 
old Amer- like macro the yeah the the watery American lager end you're gonna want on your far left usually the ones you're contractually obligated to well have. <laughs> they're gonna you're gonna sell a lot of them because that and then you're gonna hit like your Bud or your Miller or those kind of the, the American, American lagers the, the American lagers with a, right? a little bit of flavor body to them okay. And then you'll head all the way up, and you know, fifty percent of your handles will be IPAs. They're going to be uh, essentially that's from probably about thirty percent to about ninety percent. And then your porter, your stout, mm-hmm. uh, your barrel aged stuff, all of that will be on your far right. Here. Okay. And then the Stella and the Nitro. The Stella. Nitro yeah. The, so it it varies, but you know, it's it's very similar. You're trying to get. There we go. Mm, I could take the mic into the bathroom and, and produce a, a better sound, but oh, the, <laughs> but you like didn't. A, sounds like a Dr. Dre. The, our, the, our, the, our cables aren't that long, sir. The, the best Foley effects are real Foley effects. <laughs> That's right. You want to clap the yeah, <laughs> clap the shoes Cut together? The cans. This is <laughs> this has been my favorite favorite few minutes so far. It's a and, horse. Uh, <laughs> it, it's great because uh, we went to break saying we're going to talk about soccer, and yeah. then we, we come back talking about Foley. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> I've, I'm the best Foley grip on the show. <laughs> Emphasis on the grip. Tacoma <laughs> Defiance. They're a soccer team. They're a soccer team. Uh, do you want to talk about the past, or you just want us to talk talk 2020 and and I'd love to focus on on what's coming this year, okay? Because uh, I know that our our fandom, uh, you know, me as a fan, like I was debating whether to renew our tickets this year and just go catch as catch can, but we decided that we're 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 really loving the experience and given the awesome moves that the that the Sounders FO have been doing in the off season, I was convinced that maybe just maybe. Um, they're starting to listen to us a little bit with respect to the defiance. It has been just a miserable experience for fans. Um, in the well, you're in, saying on the field, on but the you field, lo- the, on you the yourself field love the stadium, love like, the stadium, love the in stadium experience, love the community, love the people that I go to the games with. But the games themselves have become secondary to that experience. Well, and that's not how I like to do my soccer. I, th- I think. You know, Defiance in some way mimicked the parent club with the mm-hmm. Sounders. The second half was not the first half. Right. Uh, right. The second half of the year um, that. from that Las Vegas Lights win, they went 7-7-3 seven, seven, and three over the next 17 games. That's Did half a season. lose, do, 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 do. And, you know, that's a pretty, like, whether it's, you know, going toe-to-toe with Phoenix Rising except for three oh, horrible absolutely. minutes. Oh, uh, God. Right? San Antonio FC, the 5-1 victory. Uh, and then the five matches unbeaten to end mm-hmm. the season. I think you saw a lot of potential there at the, at, at the end of the year. And if you liked what you saw there, you're going li- to really like what you're going to see in March. And the reason I say that is because I think it's 73% of players that had starts last year are back this year. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That's a, a strong amount of continuity. Yes. Stability wins games. The average age of the team went up and this is a weird year (laughs) (laughs) this is a weird way to say no yes and no i mean i get so last year the average age was 19.1 okay that includes roman torres brian meredith harry ship will bruin that yeah the average age on opening day and i haven't done it after the we signed two new guys over this offseason i haven't done it yet but the average age is going to be 19.7 because everybody got older. And then we got rid of the, the 40-somethings. And, and I'm not counting 
the elder sounders that are going to drop down. Mm-hmm. So we're already going in with this average age going up. They've got 2,600 2, minutes or so on average of professional play love coming it. back. Um, you've got guys like Shannon Hopio's at, I think, 75 total professional kid. appearances. Uh, Jesse Daly is at like 65 professional appearances. Sam Rogers is in that 65 range. So you've got this. Sam Rogers, yeah. These guys average like yeah they're not 21 on average Mm -hmm. yet but they have so much professional experience under their belt and they've got a little bit of this taste of what to win like what that's like yep like and these are guys that are they're not used to losing because remember they won the ga cup and and they're they're the best at their age and that's that i mean that's what it is is you're the you know if you're the best high school player then you go and then you may be playing college whether i'm just talking like football Mm -hmm. and then you're you're the best college football players then you play in the pros now you're you're you barely even make the practice squad in the pros and i'm thinking these kids and they're kids there's a lot that goes on i mean between 16 and 18 there's a lot goes on in 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 your body but if this is a fresh this is a very special episode of the no i mean come on now (laughs) if you get more comfortable in your own skin. You, you, some of these guys are still growing, physically growing. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to be two inches taller, you know, over the summer. But if it's just an all freshman team last year, now these guys are freshmen and sophomores and sophomores and juniors. And so, Dwella I mean, Buana, right? They, they've got I more mean, miles, like you said. They've just got more experience, and that's by the end of the season last mm-hmm. year. That's how they're able to to roll off, you know, five games unbeaten, or was it five wins? Five unbeaten, uh, won the last two at home. There was a draw at home as well, and then they won um, one on the road and a draw on the but road. But hell, you, you go from, yeah. you know, hunching as you walk around to kind of standing up straight, your shoulders are back, you're just having, you have the confidence to, to try shit. You got that. There isn't even up. that self-confidence, though. There's that, they Team all cohesion. were at CenturyLink Field. For that MLS Cup final, mm-hmm. and they were probably all in the parade too. <laughs> uh, well, they were a little busy. They a uh, bunch of them were in like academy games and national Proms, team games yep. and, and su- yep. such like that. But these are guys that like. So they watch their first team win MLS Cup in front of seventy thousand people. That's you want to get motivation? That's motivation, right? Good call. A Good bunch call. of them won the GA Cup Champions Division in twenty nineteen. Yeah. A bunch of them won the GA Cup Premier Division in twenty eighteen. They're not used to what just happened. Yeah. And they're like, so it's this weird blip that they're like, oh, wait a second. So that adjusts how you approach your career. Cause it's like, oh, I got to work my ass off. Like, so that's been a bit of a change. And so I think that's part of why you saw, let's talk Azrael Gonzalez for a little bit. Sure. He wasn't supposed to come back from his injury during the season. Instead, he comes back with four games left. Plays in three of them, scores two goals, and gets an assist. Azrael, man, so that kid's amazing. Like that type of attitude right there is exactly what the Sounders want to see from everybody mm-hmm. on Defiance, because that's the type of attitude that says you need the next step. You need to be on an MLS yep. contract and be like a Danny Leva and a Campa Chavez or a Dylan split in time between both We're setting teams. the tone at the top as to what we expect for this professional behavior. Yeah. Speaking of highly motivated uh, opportunities. You mentioned a gentleman by the name of Sam, Sam Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Is what? this his year? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm I mean, sorry. Go ahead. Give us your best Sam Rogers pitch um, and what you're expecting. Do you think he has – Do you, does he have that burn in his eyes, you know, the desire to, to, to do what needs to be needs to be done to, to make the squad? Or well, is it 
I, I think that that sign that you that he has that drive and desire. You look back to he was on trial in Belgium for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then some of this offseason he spent at Cambridge United over in England. Um, people with real deep knowledge will know that Cambridge United, Adrian Hanauer, uh, once or maybe currently does own oh, a small share of it. Piece of it. They're yeah. a League Two club over there, but this is a guy that's driven to learn. Okay, um, that's important. He's been mainly impacted more than attitude, but by injury. Injury. Okay. Like between illness, injury, the dude basically missed an entire year over the past that's, two. That's probably why I think he's been non-existent is because he hasn't been able to. Okay. And All then right. when you see when he came back, that seven seven three stretch, Sam Rogers started like fourteen of those seventeen. So that's part of why I think that he's ready to come up here. And it's it's interesting that um when you play the prospect game, um, like when you're talking about prospects, uh, okay, okay. not people who are MLS ready kind of thing. Sometimes you get bored with them if they're, they're at that prospect level. Sam Rogers isn't 21 until May. And we're talking about, is this his year? He can't be on the show then. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> is this this 20, like this 20? It's not just you. It's like this whole like That's mentality a, well, around Sam Rogers. We have seen him. We forgot about him. We just assume he can't get in the 18. He's a known known. Not, he's been around not, for three years. Right. So we're bored. I'm not expecting that he's going to yeah. he's gonna just just bounce up to the Even first the same team. thing, Ezreal Gonzalez. But we, Defiance, I yeah, mean. He started I, it like. 15 he or was 16? the youngest professional yeah. signing mm-hmm. at the time. He started at 16. Is Freddie Adu? And we're bored with him already because he's only 18, <laughs> right? And and we get this thing where the hot prospect that doesn't pan out in six months, we're bored with, and mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a problem with American sports culture. Shiny new object. Yeah. Um, we get distracted, and I I think one of the good things for for Sam is that little bit of struggle. One of the good things for Ezreal is that little bit of struggle, both injury related, but how they come back from that. Yeah. Like Sam Rogers, this group of U23s that are about to go on Olympic qualifying in March, he used to play with them mm-hmm. as a guy two and a half years younger, younger. than most yeah. of them. So this is a guy that if those two, if that group does well, and then he does well, all of a sudden turns into a potential Olympic candidate. Yeah. Like to go That's to Tokyo deal. and compete. This summer. This summer. Because he used to be the guy as good as all of them, even though he was younger. So if he plays that March stretch with those mm-hmm. four while all of those guys are away at Olympic qualifying and he's here at Cheney Stadium just dominating mm-hmm. like he should, mm-hmm. like because he has 60-ish appearances now professionally. Jesus. He has scored against the Portland Timbers before in a professional mm-hmm. environment. He's played against them in an open cup before. He knows what it's like in these kinds of environments at this point. If he can take those steps that the Sounders want to see, all of a sudden he's a fringe Olympic candidate mm-hmm. to go to Tokyo. Yeah. Mm. All of a sudden he's on he's an MLS contract for... doing like Jonathan Campbell and Saad Abdul Salam, who yeah, are dudes in their mid 20s. And, and again, he's, he's, he's 20. Like he's going up to U.S. men's national team tryouts for the 2026 a, cycle i don't know yeah like when, when you it, it's funny we talk about all the you know because of sam i talked about youth national team experience mm-hmm. but like of the 11 returning players most let's see uh jesse daly has a aussie youth national team mm-hmm. experience anthony Burke gilroy mm-hmm. may or may not i'm not certain on that one um and then all of the sounders <laughs> have uh, U.S. Youth National Team experience. And then Alec Diaz also has Puerto Rico National Team 
senior oh now, at 18. So he he can't sign a one-time switch? <laughs> well, he did, actually, to, to play, switch to be to a be, Puerto Rican senior. Yeah. Because he, he had kind of, the U.S. had indicated that like you'd be like deep. Deep in the depth. And so now he's getting, he got four minutes with the Puerto Rican senior national team as an 18 But isn't the Puerto Rican national team kind of like uh, all of the French indies uh, where you can you can actually get called up to the, the, no, like the French because national they, team? Puerto Rico has a they're they are fully recognized by FIFA. Oh, okay. So it's not like oh, okay. I didn't know that. Suriname or some okay. of those others. All right. yeah. Terry French Boss. Guiana. Terry they changed the rules since that era. Like Terry <laughs> Boss, uh, Taylor Terry Boss Graham. Is a Puerto Rican, right? He, it used to be that if you played a game in Puerto Rico, you could be. <laughs> if you, took a, if a you were an American citizen Rico. and you played soccer in Puerto Rico, you were able to be called up. And oh, so wow. that's why Taylor Graham and Terry Boss have Puerto Rican senior national team. Well, I mean, shit. eventually they changed it so like you had to be an American citizen and have a familiar relationship with the island. Okay. Al has, uh, I think, grandparents that were born and raised on the island. He's an American citizen. Cool. But like Marlon Vargas. He spent some of this winter with the U18s, Ray Serrano, Danny Robles. Like, they've they've all got some. And honestly, you... if if this team, this could be the uh, the next, you know, this could be the next Spain or or Germany where the majority of the the club plays together at, and they just graduate that team onto the the national stage. Yeah, there's this huge chunk where they're all within The familiarity is going to yeah. be key. Yeah. They're basically you have this group of like 20 to 22 year olds within the Defiance roster right now and then you have this group of like 17 and 18 year olds. And I think that bears well for us here in 2020. Like on the field, I I I'm a very strong believer in what what they've done. I like that they brought back Jesse Daly. Um that that kid, uh, I've got a story coming out on him. Uh, could be as early as tomorrow afternoon. Well, let's find the show. Wednesday afternoon. Like, <laughs> what day is it now? Wednesday the 29th. Monday. You know, scroll back on the on the tacdefiance.com news page and, and find my Jesse Daly story. Because right. if you love Tacoma, you'll love this story. Right on. Um, Thank you, Dave, for talking me off I the missed, fence, man. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, I, have... I did make the mistake and say that last year was going to be a golden era. But then... Well, it's the start the of the gold era, right? Yeah. Sure, why not? You you still get points for that. Is uh you expect Alex Roldan to spend a lot of time down here or, or like for those of us that don't understand that, do you have any any insight as to why he's still hanging around? Um I think he's on trial and needs to prove what he can offer the the, the first team. Mm-hmm. And then if he does sign with the first team, it'll probably be a floater. Hindwala Buana is in, in that mm-hmm. situation. Similar situation as a, a floating talent. Love that guy so much. And Wallace. one thing that Garth said at the end of December, when he had the twenty nine or mid December twenty nineteen season review, he wants to see more minutes for Hanwala. Like that being in the eighteen but not playing for a player that's under the age of twenty twenty three and under is a bad thing. Yeah, like you want those guys that don't play to be kind of in your mid to late twenties, basically. Um, like Will Bruin not getting minutes is not going to hurt his development, right? There you go. <laughs> no, no, no. You exactly. That's that's the frustrating part. Where you know, I would just love to have the the guys that are not getting those minutes come down. I'd say come down to Tacoma uh, because it's south, not because it's less of a soccer experience, um, and just get minutes and just get, you you're you're only going to get better with touches. Well, and... we saw that with uh, 
like Justin Dillon after he signed, um, and then they signed Luis Silva. He spent most of his time in t- Tacoma, played very well in the second half of the year um, in Tacoma. Uh, Brian Schmetzer says that he was responsible for two wins in the MLS team. Was uh, Silva? Vancouver. No. Oh. Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Uh, you saw uh, Danny Leva when the health issues with the first team figured out. He basically came down to Tacoma and only started here. Alfonso Ocampo Chavez, you saw come back down to Tacoma and start as a winger, where I was, thought he was really promising. I think those two, Leva and, and AOC, are going to get a lot more minutes here at Cheney Stadium this year because um, the sound. Because you can't count on having the injury. No bug that Sounders did last year. So if those two get two thousand minutes with Defiance, well, it, it's it's not going to be good enough. Like you know, Brian Meredith, bless his heart, he he'd, he'd be a solid number two. But if he's not going to start at Fry, uh, he's not going to start up at S one. But he has to be up there and available. Then he's not going to be able to play or get any minutes. He's not going to develop like you were saying. He's old enough, but that's that's kind of what we were talking about with the Buanas and all the other kids. Where you're up there training, but that's because we're so decimated and then you're not down here playing. I'm just, I'm hoping, I mean, you already, like I said, you already talking down off the fence. I'm, I'm, I'm looking more excited. I'm can, not going to get season tickets only because I can't guarantee <laughs> that I'll make all the matches, but I can at least go to all the matches now and just pay full freight, whatever I can buy my own beer. Can you, um, can you just walk through the new signings and, uh, some notes that you might have Any for of each of those guys, uh, either the drafts or the, anybody that we've, we've got through other means. Yeah. There were two direct signings to, to Coma Defiance already. They You're are USL guys. Yeah. USL guys. Uh, let's start with, uh, Colin Fernandez. Please. How's that sound? Defensive midfielder or number eight. He, uh, over the last two years, he spent a season and a half with Phoenix Rising. You might have, if you're a USL fan, you've heard of them. They won the Shield last year and dominated, set the record. And then he also spent some time with St. Louis FC. Kid's only 22, but he's a seasoned veteran. His uh, professional contract was signed at the age of 17 with the Chicago Fire. Back when his teammates, according, like he told me this this week, his teammates were Harry Ship and Jovan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look at Haroldinho. Um, I know you guys. <laughs> yeah, so he's pretty excited to be in the organization. Yeah. Uh, he saw what happened with Justin Dillon, and this is a guy that signed a homegrown player con- contract at the age of 17, and now he has six seasons of professional experience with Tulsa, with Chicago, with Phoenix, with St. Louis. So that's an interesting circumstance to be in. In some ways, it's a little bit like Justin Dillon in that Dylan was a very hot prospect with the LA Galaxy LA, yeah. and then kind of faded. Spent two years there, mm-hmm. scored nine goals, and then came up here and became exactly what everybody thought he was. Because Dylan was a former US U eighteen player. Well, I remember, yeah, was Galaxy it just wasn't LA? I mean, knowing that Galaxy wasn't really giving him a well, chance. I, you have to look at the Galaxy. Right? They do, you know, they have an academy, but they're always gonna go for the they're gonna signing. they're gonna sign yeah. the, the the money players. They're gonna put their their investments, their DPs up top, and you got the Zlatan. Like, well, shit, I got it. You know, Robbie. King Here's the it. other thing: like Dylan's 23, yeah, but he's a college grad, uh huh, who already has three years of professional experience. Like, kid moved through like high school, college really quick. Um, in his first season with Galaxy Two, he had six goals, was tied for the team lead, which. We're familiar with that six-goal team lead thing, and the offense struggled. And then in his next year, he missed time due to, I believe, his concussion syndrome mm. and those kinds of things. 
Um, and so they just were like, okay, he's off injured, and now he's not. And here, he fit. He understood the culture. He understood the team. He understood the ball movement. He understood himself. And it was, it was a perfect fit. Like 12 goals. That worked out really well for Tacoma Defiance, and it worked out. The Sounders needed him. Uh, Brian Schmetzer again in 2019 credited him for winning the uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps game and for winning the Columbus Crew game. Because remember, the fastest goal in like eight seconds, nine point one seven seconds. That's almost <laughs> as good as a rodeo. Yeah, um, I was at. I think I was at that game last year. That was stunning. Yeah. It, the only problem with that is then you have to hold a one yes, goal lead for, for ninety three minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, tough. That got really tough, but yeah, nine point one seven seconds. Uh, that was amazing. It was Jesse Daly's idea. It went, um, I believe it. The passing sequence was Dylan Daly, Dylan Gonzalez, Dylan, and it was Jesse in like the pregame huddle said, "We're gonna do. We're it. gonna score <clears throat> fast." And we're going to walk up. I wasn't ready. <laughs> and like, he told Shandon and Ezreal, like, the pass is going to go to one of you, and it's going to be based off of who's least marked. But both of you basically you need to sprint ready. that lane that we've talked about so often. Um, and then you're just going to pop it into Dylan. And it worked. And there were several times where they put that similar pressure. Like, they tried to bust that out a few times mm. off of uh, restarts. Mm-hmm. Never got a goal again. But, but all of a sudden, kept them on their every feet. opponent yeah. now has to respect. They're like, oh, we're going to get two really fast ball control guys on the outside. <laughs> and we're going to get this six foot two dude who this is, is a prolific a goal scorer now. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there's no patience there. There's just like, we're just going <laughs> to. And it worked. And like he's he was one game short of the consecutive matches with a goal. Yeah. He scored in five consecutive games. The USL record is six. Uh, it he had a good year. Colin Fernandez is looking to do that, but looking to do that as a defensive midfielder or that number eight, that Christian roll down type. Okay, and he's really talented. Uh, and this is kind of that opportunity. He he wanted to be in this organization um, again because of what Justin Dillon demonstrated, and because of three MLS Cups in the past four years. Like that's a hell of a recruiting. Recruiting bullet, like, you know, we're willing to give you a give you a chance. The other guy, um, y'all remember David Estrada. David Estrada did for the attack that year. That was year one of uh, the, mm-hmm. the stadium, yeah, uh, the Chini soccer experience. experience. The Chini. Taylor Mueller is going to be at a center back. Dude's thirty one. Mm-hmm. Was the captain of the Charleston Battery for the past four years. Has averaged thirty games a year for the past four years, has over 18,000 competitive minutes in his career, has won a trophy, has never missed the playoffs at center back. Yeah, I, t- tell me more about that. But I'm interested you want a Tacoma con- connection for Taylor Mueller? Well, I, I'd love a Tacoma connection for Taylor Mueller, and I'd also like to know if like if this is the, the next step before he goes into coaching or something. Like, there, there is that. Yeah. Okay. Like, both he and Coach Little talked about that as a further step for him. Okay. Cool. There's a reason he wanted to come to Washington. And it's it's pretty simple. Nana. He grew he was born at Evergreen Hospital. No shit. He grew up in Sammamish. Oh. He went to the University of Washington. Go dogs. Sorry to hear that. He played for former Sounders Bernie James and Dusty Hudak. 
uh, who were part of the A-League Sounders okay. that went to the CONCACAF Champions League before any MLS team did. This dude knows... How much does he know Puget Sound soccer history? His number? 31. What number does he wear? Wait, what number is he wearing? What's Bobby? the most important number if you know Puget Sound soccer history? What year were we born in? 1974. Okay. He wears 74. I, 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 was, I was hoping I was giving you a layup. Well, Estrada wore Estrada 74. Estrada wore yeah, yeah. 74, uh, but okay. for the same reason. Because the same of reason. that connection. So there's the... I'm sorry. We failed. That no, just, it's okay. The, but that's those, not uh, a Tacoma that's history. That's the B team. It was, uh, that was kind of a... For me, that was... Oh, that was a huge stretch for this dude. That was a... Seek, for me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean... I mean I'm well, not steeped in in quantum in, physics for let's me. Let's give but... you a uh, some Tacoma soccer history. Then. Please, get yellow it. and blue. Give it up. There used to be a PDL team before they were the Sounders U23s, and and now they're Sound FC. They were called Tacoma Tide. Tides. Yeah. Taylor Mueller, his first PDL experience. No, shut up. Tacoma Tide. Shut up. That's awesome. Okay. Currently living with his family out in Enumclaw. Nice. So I can give him a ride. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like, yeah, we're learning the roads. They're going out. We can stop hunting. by his place. And he even said, I want to move home because I'm like essentially miss the mountains. He loves <sighs> seeing Mount Rainier not? in the shadows. So yeah, you, come you know what I'm in. doing to him? Like his I'm going to get, a, trip get to an Cheney. interview with him before we go to like uh, 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 Chinook Pass or something. He's right? 31. He can, <gasps> ha- he can go to we the should, BLT we with should us. take him camping. Um, okay. Calm down, Stephen. Intertubing. Intertubing. Stephen, he's married. <laughs> we'll take his wife too. It's um, fine. But I want to take him. I, I want to take him out to the R yard or the fireplace. Like mm-hmm. his first, the first time he's in the stadium, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, well, you're." He he was in Charleston, so he didn't get to miss the ocean. We yeah. would, but he missed the mountain. I'm really stoked for for Mueller. Like, yeah, for me, getting you know, defiance league goals last year, particularly in the first half of the season. I'm excited. Uh, so having that kind of stability in the back and having it be somebody who understands Puget Sound soccer culture mm-hmm. to such an extent that like he played for like Dusty Hudok, Hudok. Uh, I've only read the name a lot. Um, he was the backup goalkeeper to one Marcus Hanneman when Marcus Hanneman started. <laughs> Not only was Hudok the backup for the Marcus Hanneman A-League Sounders, but when Marcus Hanneman signed with the Colorado Rapids, where did Dusty Hudok sign? Colorado. The Colorado Rapids. Oh okay. So, like, eventually, Hudak went to Charleston, where he played professionally. So it wasn't really a surprise that when um, Taylor Mueller was drafted by a, a pathetic team to the south. <laughs> um, San Jose. Portland. Um, oh. <laughs> they made a bad choice, didn't get him. Charles Hudak was a uh, assistant coach at Charleston at the time oh. and said, get this guy. He's a dog. Go dogs. And uh, I'm really excited for that. The stability on the back line is going to be very helpful. Having that kind of attitude and that leadership, uh, I'm really, I think that's important for the squad. Dave Montgomery, you probably know him a little bit, has a question. Um, Well, this is a belief question. Uh, Is this going to be the year that Defiance gets back to the playoffs, or do we need to re-sign Pablo Rossi? I think between... Fernandez and Mueller, we have two players that are more talented than, like, Pablo is a set-piece specialist, loved the crap out of those mm-hmm. set-pieces, mm-hmm. but I think... But run a play. Uh, I think money's on these this guys. is pretty darn good. Like, 7-7-3, seven, seven, 
minus three goal differential in the second half of last season. If they did that over a full season, they would have been one point short of the playoffs. I've got a lot of reason for hope, whether it's Shannon Hopiow, um, five goals, four assists oh, last year. Kid, man. Uh, I talked had... to his dad for like 10 seconds. Oh, at, I haven't met at one of the games. He, he was just there. They had visited. Okay. Uh, yeah. was a whole, and Shannon had a game of a lifetime when he was there. Um, uh, but uh, just like, we love that kid. Your kid's awesome. You know, just ran into him in the concourse. I'm like, he's like, he had a sign on his back said, I'm, I'm Shannon Hopiow's dad. <laughs> That's great. Like, <laughs> Awesome. I talked to Shannon uh, <laughs> at Sounders first practice, which was a day with that weird snow and ice oh, mixture yeah. coming yeah, down. That was kind of a trip. And we, we did the walking talk because uh, I didn't want him to freeze. Mm-hmm. And we got back, like we just wrapped up and he's like, this is so much colder than Hawaii. Because <laughs> he, like, he was two days, I think it was two days from, from being in Hawaii. And he comes to Tukwila where we had like our coldest day of the winter. And it was first practice. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Hawaii, and and are all of our kids local, or are some staying with host families? How does this work out? Uh, so the host family thing is mostly for the guys that aren't on professional contracts. So that's the academy level. Okay. Normally, the the professionals, for the most part, it's not one hundred percent true, are uh, have apartments together. Um, I don't really know where or anything like that. I mean, if you stalk them on social media, you might be able to figure it out. Well, I'm just, but they, uh, I mean, they have incomes, and so it'd be weird to stay at like a pseudo family at that point. I have no idea how any of this stuff works. I just, but I'm... at the academy level, the host family thing is still going. It's going strong. It's what brought Ezreal Gonzalez here. It's what brought Danny Leva here. It's what brought uh, Alfonso Ocampo Chavez here. Marlon Vargas. Um, Ray Serrano, who is a Moses Lake kid, like oftentimes we get, we think of host families and we think of Puerto Rico or Jamaica or Internet, California yeah, or Carolina. But let's be honest, like these side of the state that's has commute. some great talent. It's a commute, <laughs> but that's not a commute you want to do. So no, even those Lake guys is, an, is yeah. an underrated community. That's a nice place out there. Yeah. So yeah. Ray raised from, from that area, but at the same point, Josh Atencio, Bellevue, Nisiqua. Uh, Sam Rogers, Ballard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we're we're getting it. There's a there's a dude. I can't wait until he puts on the defiance gear because uh, it's just going to mean a lot. Eric Kinzer is a center back with the uh, U.S. Youth National Team experience, and he's from right here, Tacoma. From Tacoma. Now, do these kids um, still have college eligibility, or any of them leaving? During the fall, if play. they've signed a professional contract, they're no longer eligible for the NCAA. So no one can play for the Defiance and do double duty. Well, <clears throat> there are players that have played, like uh, well, like okay, we were watching the college, uh, the college uh, uh, national, playoff, yeah. the playoffs of the tournament, and I was like, I know that kid. I swear I've seen him in an S two uniform. They're their goalkeeper for the U. Yep. Play the he was now, an academy player at the time. He okay. signed. Um, there's an academy level contract where basically all you get is this tiny per diem and food, essentially. But that doesn't. Screw and that with doesn't the screw with the NCAA. Okay. Uh, Dylan Tevez, for example, with the UW, I think he had one goal and eight assists this year as a number. Um, he was a number eight here. Started with uh, Miglietti as uh, also the number eight. And they did dual number eights that were academy kids when uh, Anthony Burke Gilroy and Jesse Daly were supposed to be the the two starters down in Tacoma and both were hurt mm-hmm. to start that season. God, that was rough. And so we started with two 16-year-olds. They're both at the UW now. 
so there are ways for the academy kids to come up through that, and then that maybe they pull in a kinds and join Defiance midway through their college career. Huh. That happens still, or maybe they go all the way through college and then sign sign here later. That can still happen. Um, the path has to be right for the person. It's the same reason why I wound up in the army after one year of community college <laughs> and then went Ditto. back to school later. Ditto. You know. Um, Me too. Same path. Exactly. Except no army, right, for you? No, I just went, I went a year at community college. I was then, a tanker. And then I waited tables at the Ram. Oh, yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You exactly do something like else. You guys. Yeah. There, just different. There, there's a right path for each person. And sometimes that means going directly to your career. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that means going to college for four years. Sometimes that means going to college for 11 years. Sometimes that means not going to college. Um, that's a path that the person's team, like in this case, we're talking about soccer players. Their team has to have the right idea. They have to have the right idea. Their parents have to have the right idea. And uh, in a lot of cases, making money as a professional athlete is a, is a huge lure. But sometimes it's not the right thing for that person. So they go to school At for a little time. while. Right. Um, for guys that, that miss school, they go into uh, various online programs um, or part-time attendees. Uh I know Sam was going to North Seattle Community College for a while and eventually going to go to the UW. Um, other people have are on different programs that involve community college, that involve technical school. Uh, the Sounders themselves do help them with their post-high school education or, as so many of our guys are under the age of 16, most of them are doing an online schooling program. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Robles, I think, is the only one that opted to stay with his high school when he signed his pro year. Now, who's I'm trying to think of a player that like, came out? Was it Schweitzer, a guy that came out of college to come and play and then didn't pan out, and then uh, now he might be. Yeah, Jordan Schweitzer was a, a homegrown player, signed for the first team, eventually spent most of his time with S2 that first year, has bumped around a little bit in USL. Uh, last year is with the Colorado Springs Switchbacks. Phoenix Rising signed him, but he's currently on trial with LAFC. Huh. That's I'm trying to Which is out. great for Phoenix Rising. It's great for Jordan Schweitzer because he's under contract with Phoenix. So if LAFC actually like him, they, they got to pass a little cash Phoenix's way. And it's great for Jordan. Uh, he also got um, one appearance. I think it was uh, one of those zero-minute appearances with the Canadian senior national team. Oh, okay. Um, so he's kept tied. he's he's a great dude uh have really i loved covering him in the academy i'd love to see him develop from being um this usl dude to now being potentially an mls guy uh some guys are late bloomers he's a defensive midfielder with uh vision like his one skill is long passes like what he does is he puts his head up and he sends a ball 65 yards at an angle to open players, hmm. and it's just beautiful. He's could have awesome. used him a couple of years yeah. ago when we had the, the wolf. We'll be back to close it out with Dave Clark uh, in just a little bit. Hello, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel Two Five Three podcast, We Art Tacoma. This episode of Channel Two Five Three is sponsored by Tapco, Pierce County's original credit union. You might already know that credit unions are not-for-profit financial cooperatives with a focus on enriching their members instead of big bank shareholders. TAPCO is committed to serving Tacoma and Pierce County, 
just like Channel 253. That means when you put your money there, you put it back into our community. Think about it. You go to the night market, you go to the Grand, and you shop at local stores. So why not keep your money local too? TEPCO offers the products and services you need. Home loans, auto loans, checking and savings, online and mobile banking, all with lower fees and better rates than big banks. Plus, TAPCO donates to local causes and supports our community in other ways, so you can feel good about helping your neighbors. To learn more about our local choice for all of your banking needs, visit tapcocu.org. My thanks to TAPCO for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. Welcome back to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Again, we're in studio with Tim Hamilton and the one and only Dave Clark. Better than on the Twitter, B-E-D-I-R-T-H-A-N. B-Dirt. B-Dirt-Han. 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 How, how do you pronounce that? Better than. But I was right. So, <laughs> yeah, um, the the full nickname, which didn't fit into Twitters, is Better Than Average. Oh, Okay. Because that's my goal in life. I, I, I don't want to be amazing. I just want to be better than average. It was too, so it was, uh, it was too long. Yeah. And the therefore, you're meeting limit. your... You can find a better than... <laughs> so you're meeting your goals, yeah. even with the nickname. That's beautiful. It, it One little thing. The uh, better part, the reason why it's spelled weird is because I spoke Arabic when I was in the right. army. Right. That part of... That was the name that I picked when they taught Arabic to me. And it better. means full moon. Oh, that's really cool. Because they have a word... We have two words for it. They just have a word that just means full moon. Right on. So uh, we, we wanted to talk a little bit before you leave about uh, the first team intersections with uh, with defiance, of mm -hmm. course. And you had some insights as to succession planning for some of the some of the boys that might be getting uh, full time contracts or moving on uh, with uh, with uh, Sounders uh, with Sounders first team. And who might be uh, uh, pulling in and, and taking some of those leadership roles for Defiance? Well, everybody's talked about it. We, t we spent a lot uh, earlier today. Sam Rogers mm -hmm. has an amazing opportunity for him. Obviously, there aren't a lot of center backs. Even right. if all the rumors turn out, <laughs> they still uh, they still need probably two more center backs, even if they sign the the big name that that is out there in the rumor world. Mm -hmm. uh, so Sam could be one of those. Josh Atencio as well. They don't really know what his role is. Is he a defensive midfielder or is he a center back? And it's interesting because there are two first team players that are the same, like both Gustav, Gustav, Gustav Svensson. <laughs> he does both. Jordy Delem as well has, has has played both roles. So Josh, basically, I, I talked to him shortly after MLS Cup, and he said that when he rewatched MLS Cup, it was focused on one thing and one thing only, Gustav. Hmm. Um, that's who he wants to learn from. And uh, in the Sounders' first preseason game, Josh was playing as the number six. Magic as as kind of more of a Gustav, not like Danny Leva doesn't really play that destroyer type of, of deep. Uh, Christian Tiffert didn't necessarily work out <laughs> well, but Leva's approach to that role is more of a of a Tiffert. Or we mentioned Jordan Schweitzer; he's he's a passer from deep. Sure, uh, Atencio is, is of a more conservative passing and type. And really fits more as that destroyer, similar to Gustav and Jordi Delem. So those are two of those guys that could take that step. Um, Shannon Hopiao uh, could put up Lamar Nagel numbers mm -hmm. um, with the first team and do it starting three years earlier. Where Hanwala Buana plays as that kind of technical ball at his feet, mm -hmm. dribbles into space, Shannon Hopiao is just going to blast by you. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not that he's faster. 
he's just more intent on getting to that space. And that's yep. what Lamar did so well. He's going to do it like, in less touches. Yeah. Yeah. He's just going to drive in on goal. Mm-hmm. And if you get the ball to him at the right time, he's going to score. And he's going to poach and he's going to score. And that's kind of what Shannon realized in the attack. And then what he also realized in defense over the past season was he will play it. Mm-hmm. He will win the ball up the field. And on a team that likes to press up top, turn that switch on for a few minutes every game. Like, if you do that late, that can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the other team's tired? Let's press them now because they're going to make mistakes. And if you do that with your subs that come in and they press. And they've got fresh legs. and Yeah. So that can be fun. I think um, and they're hungry because they Shannon want has that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Ezreal Gonzalez, we mentioned already, that's uh, kind of my fourth guy that's uh, on that that list that could step up from defiance to first team. And all of them, if they go, if they go up, they're going to still play a ton of games with Tacoma because the first team is aiming for an MLS Cup. So, is there an opportunity for any of these guys to get minutes for Sounders when the next international break happens, or are they themselves going to be on their own international? Uh, they would not be on their international unless, like, the Dream World turns out for for Sam. Like, if that absolute high end thing turns out for him, he might be away. But the rest of them, like. Uh, are there any summer tournaments that are going to take AOC and Leva? And, and they're not going to be going to. They don't have anything more to prove at like a GA Cup okay. or anything like that. They won the second division two years ago, and they won the top division last year. They don't need to do that. They they won the Udan Trophy over in England two years in a row, um, in 2017 and 2018. They don't need to do that. They don't need to prove anything internationally anymore as youth players. They need to win cups, but they have. We have something to prove internationally uh, for CCL coming up, and I'm very interested in your take on what that uh, what that what that team looks like in just a few weeks uh, uh, going down to Central America. That's all going to be about a test of integration mm-hmm. um, between rumored talent, and new signings, and all that kind of jazz. Uh, Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris just rejoining the team, so uh, that's going to be interesting. We, we know that Central America is tough. We, mm-hmm. heck, this community has been involved in Champions League longer than any other team in MLS. Yeah, uh, We just talked about it, Dusty Hudak. And, and the A-League Sounders were competing in, in the CONCACAF Champions League more than 20 years ago. Before, yeah, it was called And even the Seattle Sounders, them, like the mm-hmm. MLS version, we've been in Champions League for... 2010, yeah, 11, and 12. We we won Open Cup in '09, so from '10 on, basically every other year we've been in Champions League. So it's going to be about integration. Honduras uh, is a tough place to play. That should not be a problem. The uh, next round is where things right. start to get complicated. Honduras shouldn't be that much of a problem. I remember who we who we uh, sent for that uh, for that for that team uh, in twenty. Was that Let, let's just belittle myself. Mike Fasita was able to dominate Honduran teams. So this this current version of the Sounders should be able to dominate Honduras. Uh, a, a guy named Kovar yeah. was on that team. I think team. he got a goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think he has a Champions League goal, and that was his goal. Yeah. Um, we should so, be yeah. able to beat a Let's, not, yeah. let's yeah. not look past him. You know, just... No, no, but I'm just saying that that was a... Uh, that was the. We're on the good side of the bracket. We're on the yeah, good well, side of the we bracket, last year too. and we're and and going down to Honduras with a team that might not be 100 percent integrated is probably not going to be a problem. But that home change. leg, by the way, in front of every season <sighs> ticket holder that's uh, 
renewed or expanded for the Seattle Sounders, we're going to have a home Champions League game. That's that's our match 18. Yep. Now, love it. That's awesome. February 27th. Campions be there, or be Cup. square. Do you have any idea if that's going to be part of a package? Uh their statements were Champions Cup and further Champions League or Open Cup. Those things are not part of the package. Yeah. Our, our, we we have the opportunity to win a lot of trophies this year uh, uh, at the first team. Level. Do you think we can we can get a treble this year? I mean, could, could we do Open Cup? Let's just focus on one at a time. I know, but could we? It's it's in the realm of possibility. Well, I, we know we, that a lot of that comes down to draw an opponent. Sure. Well, um, we're gonna give. We're gonna have Portland again. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but um, no, I, I hear. I, I'm just hoping. Will Portland field three DPS against uh, Jesus, a B team again? Probably. Please. And we. St- I still. How could they not? We still had them on the ropes. We missed uh, just a. Oh man. Victor. Victor Rodriguez missed Was the penalty. Penalty, yeah. And we we were still. We still had opportunities to win that game. God dang. Do you remember, do you know Livio Bird? This just popped into my head. He used to write for me at Sounder, right? Yeah, yeah. Before he left for a gig with uh, the Sports Illustrated. Oh, okay. And then, and then he the coached Pumas the Pumas. Yeah. And he just left for Columbus Crew today. Uh, he's going really? to be their, their video analysis guy. Oh. oh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. His first yeah. ever paid gig was with Sounder Hart. Yeah, that's wonderful. All right, what else you got? Yeah, yeah. So what else is important to you that you'd like to get out on the radio? How long has it been since you've been on a show? Uh, on a podcast yeah. as a guest? Yeah. I didn't really do it last year. I did like two appearances right after I got hired. I went on, um, I can't even remember the name. My buddy Dwayne Rollins right. has a daily show based out of Canada. Um, he was one of my very good friends. 24th Minute. You can find him on Twitter All at right. 24th Minute. Okay. And uh, he came out to Seattle for MLS Cup. And cool. Unfortunately, I didn't bump into him. Regret that. Um, but he put me on their con- Canadian soccer thing to talk about that. And then uh, I was on with Jason Davis, I think March, uh, right after announcing, but before I I played, or right before I actually started working I'd love, to get on with, I'd love to get on his show someday. JD and the fun. Rod are JD back and again. Yeah, I was on the, the serious Rodius. show. Oh. So it was a little more serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, those two guys were Sounder Heart readers before the SB Nation era. Mm-hmm. So they were have long been supporters of what I did. So those were the last two that I did. And Good guys. This year, let's see, I got you guys coming up. I've got... Um, I'm going to return a sonar feed for the first time since I was part of it. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, next week. Don't wear a hoodie. Um, I just won't take it off. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I got lined up? Uh, I've got a Nosadius appearance. Nice. That'll be happening soon. Yeah. So. Oh, YachtCon. You said, uh, well, YachtCon's coming up, and you said you have a secret prize. Yeah, so last year one of our um, one of the coolest auction items at YachtCon was this amazing Tacoma Defiance experience. So nice. What you got was a couple of Summit Club tickets, and those of you listening that don't know the Summit Club experience, oh, it's so great. Um, drinks are included. It's uh, you get access to some pretty cool spots, the actual physical Summit Club, as well as your seats. Mm-hmm. Um, 
base camp down there at Seven Seas. Satellite drinking stations. Yeah, there, yeah. there's some places to pick up yeah, additional yeah. beverages and some yeah. food options that are, aren't available in the rest of the stadium. So you got a couple of seats for that. You get a little uh, pre-match tour of the stadium. Ooh. Uh, we did a meet and greet. Like The players got off the bus, and we shook hands and high-fived all of them. Sweet. Before the game, we, we walked the field as I do prepping for mm-hmm. every match when I'm in the booth. And uh, Aaron, the guy who, who was the highest bidder last year, uh, hung out in the booth with us for the minimum was for a half. And he, uh, since he couldn't take advantage of the, the Summit Club options, was like, can I just stay here for the second half? And yeah, he's. Oh, that's awesome. So he hung out w- with us for the ESPN Plus broadcast for a game last year. That's fantastic. And it was a win. And uh, that's the best part. YachtCon benefits Seattle Children's. Is that Seattle right? Children's okay. um, uh, Children's Behavioral Center. Okay, uh, I, I'm not quite certain of the the formal name, but they they deal with uh, behavioral issues, autism, and and those kinds of issues that come Wonderful. up. Uh, it's really important to a couple of members of the Sounders. Chris Henderson has been a, a huge supporter of that, as well as a couple of people um, affiliated with uh, Nosadius and with Sounder at Heart. So we, uh, we've kind of latched on to that uh, the first couple times uh, when I was with, you know, participating in planning, which is great to not be a planner at all uh, this year for it. Basically, I'm like, this is what Defiance can do. Um, but it varied based off of the guests. We'd support different okay. charities. Um, we did Kingdom Hope in the past. And some oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, but, uh, Steve Zakwani. Now um, we're pretty much lo- there. They, uh, it's no longer a we, and it's been almost a year, and I still say we a lot. No tear. Um, they're locked in with who, the, who they support, and it does a, a lot, a lot of help because uh, um, there are places in uh, in children's healthcare that get more funding than others, and this is one that needs additional needs funds. More. Um, so yeah. if uh, you're like me and uh, uh, haven't been able to commit to getting tickets yet because of scheduling issues, what do you? Where can I? Where can we still get tickets to Yacon Five? Yes. And uh, where can we do that? You're gonna want to follow on socials, uh, either Sounder at Heart or Nosadius. Okay. Which is Latin for "You will hear us." You will. Um, those guys will tell you where to get tickets. Uh, they're great. I often retweet it on my personal because I'm still a big fan of what they're doing. And as they announce uh, anything Defiance related, I will retweet all of those announcements. Of course. Um, I'm big on supporting people who support Tacoma and or Renton. Um, Those are things that I like, so I promote them. We're staring at each other. Say words. Well, I was going to (laughs) say, I'm waiting for him. Are there any... uh... Are there any outlets, um, Sounders or Defiance related, that scoop you and where you're learning things firsthand where normally you're the one that tweets something out because you... It's funny. I'm not really in the scoop game anymore. Okay. Like I, have to, I have to put that aside. Um, I still read Sounder at Heart every day. I comment um, not as frequently as I did when I, I worked there. Do you have a burner, like a fake nope. account? I'd, okay. <laughs> if, I, if I'm not willing to say it under my real name, I'm not going to say Thank it. Thank you. That's uh, thank awesome. you. No, no. Uh, egg, That's amazing. Egg emoji. Yeah, or like you've seen that. Yeah, uh, you've seen that. Whether it's on my Twitter handle or, or in Sounder Heart comments, I do change how I comment <gasps> now that I'm employed. But, yeah. 
any uh, are there any uh, for the defiance? Are there any uniform changes coming this year? Is there a new kit? Or are we just going with the awesome black and green? Uh, we we stuck with the uh, the black white black okay. for our primary look, and then that's white white black white for the um, the alternate. Okay, is that a two year deal with Adidas? With the green pips, we made those choices. Okay, yeah, it's uh it's it's part of what we are. We've got some new scarves in development. Word. Uh, some new shirts, some new flags. It's a uh, um we. We get to play around more with the look because, like, you've seen the various T-shirts and sweatshirts. The merch and game, out there. the merch game at Chini is is beyond reproach. You guys, my are favorite. Kill it. I've got this all black sweatshirt. Mm. It's very soft on the inside, but that's not why I love it. <laughs> it's got comes the, off easy. I'm it, pretty soft on it, the inside it's got too, the, buddy. <laughs> it's black defiance mm-hmm. in like this cut faux leather nice but the edge of the letters is green Ooh, that is beautiful so you can barely see this green as you look at the shirt um and it is my it's absolute favorite that's sexy like it's black it. on black with just this bare hint of green that you just only like, pick it's it like and, under the layer of the letter or something it, like that it's on the edge so yep, like if you're looking the at the side of my phone that side would be green the side like of my if, phone would be green like, yeah. but okay. the front or the back would be black that's that's and great. it does Love that it. on an all black and then like the jock tag says tacoma defiance the oh, interior beautiful. tag says tacoma defiance we loved it so much at my my house that my wife started wearing it so a bunch mm-hmm so one of her Christmas gifts was the exact same sweatshirt beautiful. I already owned. That's beautiful. In the same size. You keep like, this one. Yeah. Like, I'm like, we need to own two of these because often enough we've been looking at wearing it on the same day. So um, that's my favorite item at the Tacoma Team Store for Defiance right now. Uh, I know we have a bunch of other stuff coming out. But that. oh, That's kind of the number one for you. For, for me. Like there's there's some that might appeal to you, but that's mine. So we're at about 90 minutes. Uh, any parting shots uh, before we cut you loose and let you drive that that ridiculous 33 minutes? Yeah, the, right now it's going to be that 33 <laughs> to 40, and that's all. That's it, right? I still Google Maps it, just to be sure. Oh, yes. I, I punch Google Maps in no matter what, because yeah. nowadays it'll even tell you, like, hey, speed trap. Speed up trap, ahead. right, right. Um, it's got that Waze integration. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, uh, like, for your Tacoma listeners, most of the people on mm-hmm. Flanders B team are in, here in the South Sound. March so. is going to be fun. There are four home games um, for Defiance. And it's a Friday, a Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, no interference with the Sounders first team. That's awesome. So if you love soccer, um, we're solo in it on those days. Ooh. Starting at home with this young group is really important. Mm-hmm. They, we we already said they went unbeaten in their kind final five, the seven the seven three. Yep, yep. Like they're hyped. Starts out with Reno. Reno finished second in the West. Um, has some significant talent. Tucker Bone, who Tucker was a Bone. former Sounders draft pick, is there now. He left the Colorado Springs Switchbacks. He'll so score on us. All the all the old Sounders. He, he won't because he got shut. Down last year by Nick Hines. <laughs> when right, Reno came to visit, Nick Hines just shut him down. He's a speed only guy, and Nick Hines has the speed, nah. so he can control him. Okay, right. Perfect. No, that's um, so. It's it's going to be a fun four games game. at home, um, and uh, it's it's one of those things. If you want to believe, that's your test. I that's your believe. test. Like that's the test for you guys, the fans. That's what like, we if need you want to believe. Do. You show up for those games. You yep. show up for opening night. Oh yeah. You wave the flag. Like 
you're there. We're in the party loge. We're in just like right at midfield. I know. Uh, and that, those two. Yeah. I spent halftime with you several I know. times. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm Steve's telling the listeners. Of the, uh, the Summit Club hospitality. I, I love the Summit Club hospitality. Ha- hash, I like. Your I think we're gonna do some. Too. We're gonna do some fun things there. Um, and I think that March is really gonna kind of establish what this team mm-hmm. is, because. If this is Shannon Hopia's year where he can be 10 and 10, because I think he's capable of that, the USL level. Ezreal Gonzalez, where I think he's capable of being a, a 7 and 7 guy. Sam Rogers, Taylor Mueller, Colin Fernandez, Jesse Daly, the Defiant. Like that dude just knocking people the over. The Defiant. I like that. Um, like, yeah. So if, the moral of this story tonight is you should come and see Defiance matches because it's going to be a completely different experience from last year. It's going to be a continuation of the end of the season. Well, you, and like, you're going to see some amazing players do some amazing development and prove themselves for uh, for their futures. Yeah, like, honestly, people listening to this podcast, they already mm-hmm. know yep. Cheney Stadium. If you're a Flounders B-team listener, you know Cheney Stadium is an awesome experience. Yes. You know what it's like to be out there at the fireplace and looking at Mount Rainier mm-hmm. with this little fire burning at your back, and you have uh-huh. this nice beverage Up in your hand, the bar, yeah. um, and you're looking out across the the pitch, and Mount Rainier is there. You know all of that, and what I'm saying is there is no reason to think that destiny is something that comes ten years down the road. Destiny is your future right here, right now, and we are the city of destiny, my friend. So. I'm saying believe, because you know what happens if you don't believe? You don't get that joy. You know what happens if you do believe and it happens? You're you get thrilled. all the joy. And even if you do believe and it doesn't happen, that belief is a lot of fun anyway. Yes, it is. So As Sounders fans, I'm, we know this, right? I'm really stoked for this year. I am too. So I am now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm a hype man. Like, literally, <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> Flavor, flame! But... There is reason to be there, and I think that March, for soccer fans, that March is really going to be the time. Like, if you're there for soccer, that March is the time. If you're not there for soccer, I've got other, like, Dogs of Defiance. That's going to be pretty freaking cool. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be dogs in the stadium, and that's nice. <laughs> oh, I man. love dogs. Like, Pride of idea. Defiance, we did a great job with that last year. Can we take, uh, when, can we, when can I bring my dog to the no, game? not yours. Not the yours. dog to the game? Hold on. Yep. Not your dog. Ooh. Double check, I believe that's the Oklahoma City So I can game. bring my dog to the stadium. Yeah. In my seat. Yeah, we did that last year. Ah. And we're doing it this year. Let's and do it. It's really important. Okay. I'm going to try to drag energy. Aslan down. Um, he can kind of be a jerk sometimes. Boy, so though. I got to bring, I got to talk my wife into it, not just okay. him. He'll okay. be into it, but right. like, I can't have him whining in the background the entire time <laughs> on ESPN+. Plus no, no, you got to. <laughs> settle down, <laughs> Riley. Yeah, like, that can't happen. Like. ESPN James. would be like, what did you guys do? <laughs> What's going on? So I, I need to be able to like spin him out awesome. once in a while, but I like I'm excited. We're gonna do some fun things that um are different. And we're gonna we embrace Tacoma. Like, I think if you have followed me on Twitter, you've understand that I'm I'm in on this. This isn't some kind of mercenary thing. Mm-mm. No, no. Um like I'm gonna ride on a Foss Maritime tugboat. I can't I wait interviewed to a professional hear wrestler. The Peterson brothers, they're awesome. Harold Moss, first African American mayor of Tacoma, spent sixty five minutes on the, on the phone with me, and what he ended the conversation with was, "You need to participate. If you love this community, you, you participate go. in it." And you know That's whether Tacoma. it's Harold, 
Nate, you know, all the way out there in the middle of nowhere. Now, um, <laughs> he still participates over here, though. You know, I, I always joke with him, Remotely. like, if it wasn't yeah. because of Nate and Case, like, Nate and Casey were kind of twofold who convinced me that I can give Tacoma an opportunity. What really convinced me to love Tacoma, though, was there's no such thing as a Seattle freeze. I walk down the streets. I'm at the Holiday Hall Crawl, and people say hello. Mm -hmm. People greet me. They're like, how long have you lived here? And I'm like, I, I don't even live here yet. And they're like, whoa, because like, you know more than I do. <laughs> like, this community has embraced me, and what I'm saying is like, the reason that I'm here is for Tacoma Defiance. And it's special. Uh, the players, when they come down here, it's special what they do. Like they do book readings to kids. I've I just walked downtown with Nick Hines and Marlon mm -hmm. Vargas. Mm -hmm. Like they had an appearance at the uh, Children's Museum of Tacoma, and then it was learn about Tacoma. MSM, Josh Tencio, Anthony Burke Gilroy, uh, Jesse Daly got sandwiches at MSM. Hung out with Jack the Bear. One of my one of my first Tacoma experiences uh, when I moved up here and I was dating my wife and and I got involved with uh, Lincoln High School, and so I got to walk a bunch of ninth graders through the Washington Washington State History Museum mm -hmm. on a Saturday for Saturday Scholars at Lincoln High School, and and just inquire with them and and help them consume all of this really cool information as just a community community member and volunteer and 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 doing that kind of participation and 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 helping folks see that there's more to this city is what I'm all about. Uh this is this is huge for me. This is why I'm with Channel 253. Mm -hmm. uh, this is why Flounders B team is a Channel 253 production and drop Channel 253 $4 a month, $40 a year. Support them. Absolutely correct. Thank you for saying that. It I takes really you appreciate four seconds that. to do that. <laughs> That's cuz he's a professional, all right? Like, it's like four dollars a month, forty dollars a year. Support your local independent media. Uh, new uh, uh, a new podcast called What Say You. We have We Art Tacoma. We still have the Nerd Farmer podcast coming like every other week uh, with amazing content about idiots like Matt Shea who are trying to actually revolt in the United States from his seat in the in the uh, Washington State House of Representatives. Uh, we have, I mean, and, and it's just great, amazing content. I always and, forget and the, the first letter of this one, uh, something white ladies, IWL. Uh, 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 interchangeable, interchangeable white interchangeable ladies white with Hope ladies, T yeah. and, um, and Annie Jansen. Yep. Like, they do it, great, great, it, it's amazing a great, intersectional work. Great organization. Yep. Um, it, it, it's powerful. It tells stories mm -hmm. that are in and around Tacoma uh, that, that, frankly, I... I try to tell similar, but the more people telling these these stories and these tales um, of these little neighborhoods, because Tacoma has so many. Oh, yeah. I, I was in old Tacoma for the first time. Um, I've driven around it so mm -hmm. many times, but I was there. Down to go up, up um, to go down. Yeah, and <laughs> it reminded me of like touring the San Juans because it just felt like this little Pocket. remote village. Yeah. And it's just a couple blocks wide. I love, I love the variety in Tacoma, and it's so small and compact, and that's part of what it, what's cool about being down here and i mean i know most of y'all that are listening are soccer fans that's what's going to be out but be a tacoma fan too because the the food and beverage down here rivals cities two and three times its size the 
um, entertainment options, the theater district down here. Oh yeah, this theater district is is not the theater district of a city this size. Like with the history between the Pantages, the Rialto, the Grand, um, I've we have, forgotten a couple of them. We have more museums per capita than any other city in the country. I was at a I was at a party, a house party on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Does Tacoma have any museums?" And I'm like. All right, you want the list? Let's let's hit it off. All right, the Museum of Glass. They're like, oh, I thought that was in Seattle. I'm like, no, no, no that's it's where Tacoma that's just Julie's apartment started here. So the Museum Tacoma. of Glass is dedicated, and the hot house down there, the furnace is brilliant. Like these amazing multimedia experiences. You get there, you can watch real glass blowing. There's another museum dedicated, or another museum dedicated to the glass industry as well. You've got the Washington State History Museum, which can tell the tales uh, yep. from before colonization to, to through colonization. You've, you've got um, the Children's Museum of Tacoma, which is a wonderful experience for, for all of our youth down in the area. You have um, Tacoma the Art Tacoma Museum. Art Museum, yeah. TAM, which uh, has great exhibits in, in it as well. We've Incredibly there's a maritime focused, too, mu- by the way. Yeah. Museum as well. Dedicate, mm-hmm. like, it's dedicated to FOSS initially but the story of frost maritime is the story of tacoma uh one of the first history tales i I told was of thea foss this woman afraid of water who founded (laughs) what is now the second largest uh tugboat business in the united states but she was afraid of water so we get into that we get to the history of defiance um, huh the nisqually living history museum Mm. which um embraces the history of this area um in its initial colonization and, and trade post, uh, which took the Fort Nisqually from Stillicum up to Point Defiance. Uh, Point Defiance is going to have so much stuff going on in it as well. Uh, between Speaking a world-class of... aquarium, there's a climbing wall that's about to open up this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I interviewed the woman behind that who started the Liz Rocks Foundation with the, the climbing wall there. Dude, I am in a wheelhouse point mode right Defi- now. You are, um, yeah. The like, uh, Point Defiance uh, Zoo and Aquarium just had an expansion this year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, they uh, speaking of the of Fort Nisqually, the 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 relocated Fort Nisqually grounds uh, and and structures are in point in in in, in point the park. Defiance, point Defiance Park, which is the second largest in city park in the entire country, second only to Central Park. Yeah, but also go to Wright Park downtown. Uh, right amazing. there, like the statues there Who are, was de- which was designed amazing. by the same people that designed Central Park. Yeah, ha! you go there, you go to that botanical garden. <laughs> oh, um, I'll, I'll walk yes. around there. Plus, like, Ooh. go to the Rhine House. Like, when you're done there, you can visit the Rhine House. Ah, you, there, or Doyle's. A couple other, uh, Doyle's. <laughs> you got to go two more blocks to get to Doyle. Like, um, like it's worth the walk. Honestly, like, I've got friends that are like, "What are you doing in Tacoma all day?" And I'm like, um, "Unfortunately, like." The the limit is not what Tacoma has to offer; it's what my wallet has to offer. Yeah. Like there are options here. Mm-hmm. I have, I have loved it, and and you get the weirdness of Pierce County, where like the other side of the bridge is still Pierce County, even though it's really the peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just fun stuff. There's the War Memorial. There's that. Uh, I always forget the name of the trail, but it goes right by Cheney Stadium out towards the War Memorial, and then all the way out to Gig Harbor. It's Snake a f- Lake? No. No, not Snake Lake. But it's which, a 5.5 mile urban trail that starts in Tacoma and goes all the way, way across down to the Narrows. Pioneer. Oh, um, oh, that the one. Bert yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Burt Gilroy. The Burt Gilroy. The Burt Gilroy trail. It's your trail, Anthony. <laughs> um, it's the Anthony Burt Gilroy trail. No, now. no. The Swan Creek 
uh, has a trail that goes from basically east side of Tacoma all the way down to Pioneer Park. Yeah, there, so there's some fun stuff. Like, honestly, like, it's the openness of the people that convinced me to be here. It's this podcast. Uh, it's this but show. The Parks well, Endowment is amazing. The uh, There's just some fun stuff. Dude. And, like, you go down to Lakewood and there's uh, Thornwood Castle. I love me some castles. <laughs> like, and, if you're following this because it's Dave, and Clark, you know what, like, there's a Castle yeah. Mega Store right up the road on uh, on uh, Tacoma Mall Boulevard. So. I have a story about that, but off the air. Um, <laughs> can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, there's a, there's a Hollywood store I, too. I see Dave wandering around. Like, this is not what I expected. <laughs> no, it, it, it's great. Like, we're, I know we're supposed to be wrapping up, but no, you're fine. If, if there's anything that that you know, it, it's kind of funny. Like uh, it, people that love the two five three, it it's weird because when the two five three started, my phone number had a two five three. I'm a Kent guy or a Kenton guy technically because like my left foot was in Kent and my right yeah. foot was in Renton. Um, I just call it Kent. That's that Kenton. nice Kent school district thing where most of the people that Kent school district don't live in Kent. Um, they live in Carnation and Renton, unincorporated. Yeah, like. It's, there's just a fun vibe here. The brewery district, mm-hmm. dude, like people are like, what is there for foods? And I'm like, well, you got seven C's down in the brewery district, took over the old Heidelberg place, but you also have black fleet. You've mm-hmm. got the incline That's cider a newer house. One. Yeah. Black um, Fleet's a newer one. The brewery district now has seven breweries inside that like three block area. Mm-hmm. And it's about to get bigger. Like within the next year, I think there are at least two more that are opening. Like the building where Incline Cider House is, yep, has a brewery opening inside of it as well. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fun. Like it's fun. If you're listening to this for soccer, come down to Tacoma. Like if you're listening to this for soccer and you're like, well, I don't know if I can go to Defiance Games. Pick three or four. Come. Like James Woolard, we're talking to you. Come to opening night, Reno, eighteen sixty eight. They're a silver city. We're a grit city. That's We're right. destined. That's right, baby. That's more than silver. Like, come to the Day of Defiance. Ooh, what day is that, my friend? July 17th. Timbers 2. They don't even play in Portland anymore. They don't get to play at the... No, they're out at Hillsboro. They don't do Jeldwen anymore? They're in a mm. high school football stadium in Hillsboro. Oh, wow. Um, Weak sauce. Yeah, like... No scusa. Give these guys a chance because they're giving you a chance. They're going to give you cups. They're going to give you trophies because that's what they did as academy players, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to follow in the footsteps of Jordan Morris. They're going to follow in the footsteps of Handwala Buana, of Henry Wingo. Jordy Dellum. 13 homegrown players have to come through this organization. Let's go. We have five players that signed first-team contracts from Defiance without an academy experience at Get this hyped. point. 40% of the guys that were on the roster that won MLS Cup and came back this year Played at Cheney Stadium. Point, point, point. So, like, they're going to win you cups. They're going to win you it. trophies. If you're listening for soccer, come for that. If you're listening for Tacoma, I could go on for that for <laughs> twice as long as I did here. Um, so I will I will let you go at this point, but only if you promise to come on at least one more time this year and talk about uh, whenever you've got anything going on uh, with Tacoma Defiance. Uh, or if you've got work that you want to hype on your own side, uh, feel free to come on and, and talk with us. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you, Dave Clark, uh, Sounders legend. Uh, well, not Sounders legend, but Sounders soccer journalist community well, legend. Well, they gave me a golden scarf. Yeah, yeah. So they it, did. Yeah, yeah, they, I was like, there at that game. Yeah, I was like, yeah. ah, look at that guy! Um, <laughs> 
Is, is this where I'm supposed how to plug is, the how things? How heavy is that? How heavy is that it's scarf? Big. It's like wool and silk. Is it wool and silk? Okay. And it's got pockets it's for flasks. It has, <laughs> are you shitting me? <laughs> yes. It's got pockets for flasks? I'll show it to you when we wrap up. It's in my car. I can't <gasps> wait. Oh, like, my literally, God. Literally, I have it in my car. It has pockets for flasks? No shit? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't tell you it's for flasks, but... That's what it's, it's, it's for obviously hands. for. Um, is this where I'm supposed to plug all the, like, if you want to follow more about Dave Well, yeah, I, we are, sure. I mean, I mean or I could just put it Twitter in the show handle, notes, whatever you want to do. You know, any, any of your At blogs. Better Than. At Better Than. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, uh, Tack Defiance on all the social of media course. for anything that I write that's Tack Defiance plan. related. Uh, websites. Click on wearetacoma.com. Okay. Anything cultural is there. Uh, that's we, the letter R, mm-hmm. Tacoma, like the big rain years. Um and and here's what I really want to say for particularly the South Sounders listening. If you're proud of Tacoma, be defiantly Tacoma. Use that hashtag. Spread it out there. Hashtag that's not defiantly about Tacoma. That that's not about the. That's defiance. not about soccer. That's about, that's just about loving this city. Yep. That's about loving the South Sound. Um, use it. Share it. That's where I learn Word. about a lot of this stuff is from people I don't even know from the soccer community, sharing their awesome Tacoma experiences. And um, there's just fun stuff, uh, whether it's through Channel 253, Grit City Magazine, Grit Thank City you. Podcast. Um, there's some fun stuff going on down here that deserves your attention. And it deserves your attention if you live in Seattle. It deserves your attention if you're living in Bellevue. It deserves your attention if you're living in Olympia. Tacoma has stuff. And it's not just soccer. It's not just baseball. It's not just about the future of, of two bigger clubs based in, in Seattle. It's about a city that um, is doing more for itself than people typically give it respect for. We are City of Destiny, and you are Dave Clark. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the Flounders B-Team podcast. Again, we are a production of Channel 253. And once again, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Can't I wait loved to it. have you on again. All right. You can find us at Flounders B Team uh, on the Twitters, FloundersBTeam.com. You can find our podcast wherever you get your podcast downloaded, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, what's the one you like? Stitcher? Stitcher. Uh, you're already uh, listening, so you found us somehow. Yeah, you keep found us somehow. That. But yeah, keep doing it. If you just followed a link, uh, leave a rating. You leave can, a review. God, yes, please, God, leave a review. Tell us all about what you think about this show, good, bad, or indifferent. We like the good reviews, but tell us what you want to hear more we're of. We're masochists. Tell us what we can do better. Yes, tell us what we're doing absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. Uh, we know not everybody likes to hear about the booze, but uh, it's kind of our thing. So, at any rate, um, the next time we meet, we should probably do it at a local brewery. Let's do a brew tour. Just Let's, like a That's a great idea. Just Would a pub you crawl be willing kind of to thing? do that pub crawl kind of thing with us? I know a little bit about beer in my life, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh Dave Clark, look forward to seeing you once again. Thank you so much for listening. We are out of here. This is Channel 253.